from the great, the great Pelican State. Okay, so I I said I was gonna make a podcast about the Apple FBI question, and I meant it. And I thought about several different ways to do this, but I've sort of been putting it off. The fact of the matter is what I need, what I feel like I need to do is this. I need to explain it to my mother, right? I don't know that my mother needs an explanation. I haven't talked to her directly. I don't know even what her opinion is on this, but I feel like I need to make a, a common person explanation to the, the guy that has an iPhone himself or the woman that has an iPhone herself She's an Apple user, sort of, because that's the best phone. She gets it. She understands it. Her, you know. Bees, fingers crossed, paprika burgers. Big day today. Jamie gets his exam results. I hope he's done okay. He's worked so hard. So I'm making my paprika burgers for when he gets home. They were lucky last time. I add red onion and paprika to the mince. Then I top with jalapenos. Well... Make your own burgers with our Tesco finest Aberdeen Angus beef. Food love stories brought to you by Tesco. Brother had one or her, you know, or his girlfriend had one and talked him into it. And now he likes it fine and it does what he needs and he doesn't want to learn a new system. To that guy who generally doesn't have anything to hide and doesn't have an adversarial attitude towards the police or authority figures and wonders, there's a terrorist is a terrorist's phone. Why can't we just let them have it? I'm going to try to explain a little bit about the technology behind it and why the question is not that simple. The government, the FBI in particular, wants to frame it like it is that simple, but it's not. And what they're asking for is a lot more than that. And this is why we should be, and I am, on Apple's side, at least in this question. So here is what is at stake. The government, the FBI specifically, has asked a court to order Apple to build a specialized version of their operating system for the iPhone, in particular the iPhone 5C. I don't have one of those. I've never owned one of those. My aunt does. I believe she still uses currently the iPhone 5C. That's the device or one of the devices that the terrorist in question alleged terrorists, suspected terrorist, I believe is the proper nomenclature. But anyway, that's what he was using. One of his phones, his personal phone was destroyed. This is a business phone that was in his use and the FBI would like it unlocked. They cannot unlock it because it's got a passcode on it. And if they try to guess the passcode, even with a, what's called a brute force um, passcode breaker, some sort of mechanical means, use a computer basically to guess the passcode. To do that means that you guess the, the passcode over and over thousands and thousands of times. And if you do that, some iPhones can be set up to delete everything that's on the phone after the first, you know, let's say 10 attempts, incorrect attempts. The other question is that there's, uh, you know, a millisecond a micro amount of time, a very small amount of time that has to take place between one attempt and the next. And, and in 
reality, if you are trying to guess thousands and thousands of times, allowing that microsecond even or that minuscule amount of time would add up and therefore make it untenable. You couldn't actually try it. It would take you years and years and years to, to try to brute force the guesses. So they want to build a special version of the operating system. They want Apple to build this special version and install it on this phone so that they can guess very quickly and as many times as they want to with a computer to try to get the passcode and get into the phone. That's all they want to do. Here is why that's not okay. Building, first of all, there's nothing in the Constitution or in any law that's been passed so far that says the government can compel a private citizen or a private company in this case to write code or anything for that matter. I don't believe there is any law and I think constitutional lawyers would back me up. There's nothing, there's no precedent that says the government can force me to write a pamphlet, for instance, espousing one opinion or another. They could hire me to do it. They could compel me not to write something under certain circumstances, but I, I don't believe there's ever been any precedent that they can compel you to do a work in that way, to create an art. And that is what code is. When you write code, when you create a software, so, so that's the first issue, is just this is not a constitutional thing they are asking Apple to do. But perhaps we are in desperate times, and desperate times call for desperate measures, right? Here's why it's not okay. Let's stop talking about phones, and let's start thinking about safes. Let's say that Apple is not a phone company or a computer company at all, but they build safes. And they build the best safes in the world. They build such wonderful safes and at such terrific values that literally every person you can think of has an Apple safe in their home. Not every person in the United States, not every person you can think of, but let's say a third of your friends have an Apple safe in their home. And you know that. And everyone else knows that as well. And the government comes and says, uh, FBI comes to a court and says, uh, you must compel Apple to uh, build a special key that will open this safe in particular. This safe uh, is unbreakable. We cannot get into it without destroying the contents of the safe. And the owner of this safe, we have good reason to believe was involved in terrorism. It's entirely possible that he has more accomplices that are connected to him. And there is evidence of that in this safe. We need to get this information out. We have to get in this safe. Please make Apple build us a key to this safe. Well, why would that be so bad? In this case, because Apple's safes are digitally connected, the key would have to also be digitally coded. And because of that, building one instance of the weakness would allow the theoretical capability of any intelligent team or individual anywhere to copy that weakness from reverse. That's the second issue. It's possible that creating such a, a negative thing, a, a 
weak on purpose operating system uh, would leak some of those potential vulnerabilities and someone else could, could be able to reverse engineer them in some way. The third issue, and this is the biggest one to me, is the potential precedent. The government has said over and over again, the FBI has said over and over again, that this is not about precedent, that it is just about this one case. But it's not. First of all, it's never about this one case. I think you and I both agree that while the NSA, for instance, and the CIA and the FBI themselves and other various uh, covert branches of the American government and other foreign governments around the world, while they might not have a master key to all of our communication device and all of our technologies, and they may not be able to get into every single electronic device whenever they want to, I think we all agree that surely there is a computer somewhere in the NSA or the CIA or, again, one of these world governments that they could stick this thing into <laughs> and leave it long enough uh, and the right hackers could figure it out. Um, I laughed at the joke, but, you know, McAfee came out, the, the virus uh, guy who's now running for president and who's been uh, evading the police uh, in South America for a while. I mean, he is a looney tune, but he came out and, and I believe him. He said, if you'll just look, if you'll let me, I'll hire the right white hat hackers and you give us a month and I'll unlock the phone. Apple doesn't need to build this back door. It's a big, bad idea. There are other ways around it if they need this information. There are many other ways. First and foremost, they could have gotten the information by forcing an iCloud backup of the phone and then getting the iCloud backup, which Apple could give them without uh, encryption. They, they, it wouldn't be an issue if they could force a new copy of the iCloud backup. And why can't they do that? Because the FBI themselves, before they reached out to Apple, changed the password of the account. And it's clumsily handled. If it wasn't done on purpose, it was the height of error on the FBI's part. It looks like it was done on purpose to set up a situation in which they would, and I'm putting up my air quotes here, need Apple to unlock this phone. I think this is about establishing a precedent by which they can go to a court under a certain set of circumstances and say to the court, Make Apple unlock this. And it is a slippery slope between that and, Your Honor, make Apple stop locking the operating system down at all. So why does my mom care? My mom doesn't smoke pot in her garden. She doesn't cheat on her husband. She doesn't cheat on her taxes. There aren't secrets hidden in my mother's text messages or her email. She doesn't search nefarious websites. She doesn't read salacious books. There's nothing for her to hide. And yet, when she goes to her home and she closes her door, she imagines that she is alone and in private, that her thoughts, that her actions, that her words, that her deeds are secure and her own. And they should be. That is integral to our understanding of ourselves, our neighborhood, our 
our cities, our country. It is integral to our Constitution, and it's integral to the way we fashioned our government. We can build a society that is different if we want to, but we shouldn't fall backwards into one because the government says they need this particular set of information. So, I hope that wasn't too technical. I hope it wasn't too political, because it's not. this is not about parties at all. Other than the fact that, I'll just say this, Donald Trump in particular would be scary in a world in which the FBI and other branches of government have this sort of authority and this sort of precedent um, to invade into our personal lives. He's already talked about the fact that he would, you know, go after reporters that wrote negative stories for him and things like that. Imagine what he would do to potential political threats. That's why we can't even begin this thing. We have to stop this where it is. So hope that's helpful. If you've got questions, I'd love to chat with you about it. You can reach out to me at, uh, at the rogues life on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook, Joel Sharpton, joelsharpton.com. And, uh, if you're on anchor, that's this new audio social media. I don't know. I just started it tonight. Anyway, I'm over there too. Uh, just look for Joel Sharpton, uh, until next time, this is Joel Sharpton. And this has been what makes me weird. Keep it weird. You got busted without a dime be your name. You took a bus ride with your mindset to fame. They had a tough time remembering your name. Well, we don't. No, we don't. You missed your big chance to be a Hollywood star. But for most folks, that never was in the cards. Well, you sail and you fail. Well, at least you got to do it while you were young Before you get old and you lose your nerve So here's to you From the great Pelican State It's never too late To come back home So here's to you What Makes Me Weird is a proud member of the Two Guys and a Rogue Network. You can find more info and a full list of our episodes at blogtalkradio slash makesmeweird. You can also email the show to makesmeweird at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook or Twitter by searching Makes Me Weird. Our theme song is From the Great Pelican State by Adam Dale. Two Guys and a Rogue. I'm one guy. I'm the other. And this is the network. At Tesco, we can pop our pasta in your Astra, our Red Leicester in your Fiesta, or our Mayo in your Mondeo. All you need to do is try Click and Collect. Just go to Tesco.com, order your shopping, then click and collect. With the minimum basket spend now only £25. And if you fancy something a little more exotic, we can even put our Pad Thai in your Kashkai. Try Click and Collect at Tesco.com. Every little helps. Selected larger stores, booking charge may apply. See online for full terms and conditions. Alarm clock screams. Bleary eyes. Step outside. All quiet. Fifteen bags. One small hatchback. 
Try not to wake the neighbours. Kids stir as we lift them in. Faces crease from pillows. Pull out into empty roads. Golden arches. Coffee and bagels for the journey. Over 700 McDonald's open 24 hours. We are awake.